Guess what 14,601,600 seconds away? Uh, the apocalypse as foretold by the Mayan calendar. Well, now that you say that, depending on which way people lean, it could be for some people. Could be. In 14,601,600 seconds, it'll be election night. Probably a few seconds less than what I just said now because I've obviously talked. In other words, in 169 days, it's election night. Ah. Can't believe you couldn't figure that out, really. It's a bit embarrassing. <laughs> have you, do you have a problem with, like, I can't really conceptualise what a million of something is. Like a million seconds, you could tell me it's a hundred days. You could tell me it's, um, you know, if you told me four it was, years. You, if I'd you be told like, me it okay. was seven days, I'd probably be like, yeah, <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> yes. Wow. What an interesting 169 days mm-hmm. it's going to be. Uh, the campaigning, some months. Like I love election year. I love it. I love the way that the um, momentum just kind of builds up. It's been very adrenalizing. We'll probably get a fiscal hole or two. And political spin season is getting started. Ding, ding, ding. We are entering political spin season. Kia ora, this is Newsable. I'm Imogen. I'm Emil. And today, all things political spin are worth talking about. It's election year, and while politics and politicians more often than not make the headlines on any given day, those headlines are going to start going gangbuster as we enter campaign season. And of course... Behind those political campaigns are what are known as spin doctors, communication Ooh. crack teams, <laughs> forming and creating and changing and putting their fingers in pies. <laughs> these messages that we hear from politicians, the, these are the people that, that help to mould them, right? Exactly. So to get us up to speed on things to look out for, things to be aware of, things to understand when it comes to what to expect this year, I sat down with Stuff's former political editor, now current editor of the Sunday Star Times, Tracy Watkins, and communications expert David Cormack, who's worked or volunteered for political parties across the spectrum and is also one of the co-founders of PR firm Draper Cormack Group. And I began my conversation with this delightful duo by asking them what a spin doctor is. Uh, no such thing as a political spin doctor. There are press secretaries and there are comms advisors and they are there to help uh, get information from the politician to the public. Tracy, do you agree that there's no such thing as a spin doctor? No, I think David's spinning us on this one, frankly. <laughs> we try to help people communicate rather than help people spin and those are very, very different things. Yes, we may try and present things in their most positive light, but spin to me always feels dishonest and that's a common misconception is that I can't speak for every person that's worked in comms, but we certainly, certainly never give the advice to be dishonest. There's parts of David's uh, description I agree with, parts I don't. Spin to me is more than just writing a press release to put the best positive light on things, which is what they do all the time. The other thing they do is they run interference, they block you and they protect in the political case, they protect their minister from the sort of questions or from being tripped up or whatever. Their job is to make sure that the minister doesn't say something stupid or screw up. What do you mean by interference when you say they try to run interference? What does that look like? Well, it looks like being the person who gatekeeps, who answers the phone, who says the minister's not available or the minister can't talk on that subject. And a good press secretary comms advisor spin doctor is actually incredibly useful to journalists as well because they actually do have their finger on the pulse. They do know the information that you you want and you're trying to find out. I've worked 
for I've worked in Parliament, worked for the Greens. I've mm-hmm. also worked for many government departments as a comms advisor. Mm. And I think one thing that journalists or hacks, if you're going to call me, yeah, spin okay, doctor, hacks, go yeah. on. I'm on a bad playing field of honour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think one thing that journalists genuinely believe, and it's so ill-conceived, is that we are trying to cover up when, in actual fact, comms people far more often than not encourage more honesty and to be more fulsome. Yeah. People in Parliament think that they're living the West Wing, but actually it's Veep. New Zealanders have a really good bullshit radar, and so we can detect if someone is being inauthentic. And so our advice is always be yourself, use your own words, and be honest. And so this idea that we're the gatekeepers of truth and we're trying to hide things Not the is, gatekeepers of truth, gatekeepers of access. I think what it actually is is that we understand consequence. So we yeah. can see... Two, three, four, five, six yeah. steps. So don't down. say that because that's they're going to say this, and the media is going to report it with this headline, and they're going to do that, and then you know, and in a way, that's not honest, though, is it? Yes, it is. Why is it dishonest? Because you're trying to make sure they don't say something. Our, our job is to get the best communication out, and the best communication is the best information. And so we make the assessment of what the best information is. Journalists make judgment calls over what to publish. So there is a gatekeeping that goes on because you might not publish a full quote in context or you might not publish the full context of any particular piece. And so you're making a judgment call and it might be conscious or it might even be subconscious. Newsable takes time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit stuff.co.nz slash support. We can agree that spin does come into play sometimes. I know we well, David has agreed yeah, on that. You keep, point you keep trying to, <laughs> to make can, that a thing. So but that, we can agree that it does come into play sometimes. We've established it's not all the time, and we're not accusing anyone of doing it all the time. But it does come into play sometimes. How do people see past the spin? Well, that's what Tracy's arguing. She does right that she is here. But, yeah. To, but also, to I had to help think translate people. the spin for the poor plebeians who are so easily fooled by us nefarious comms people. <laughs> the big thing these days is younger people, particularly, are attuned to it. They're very much the show me generation. Don't bother telling me what you're going to do. Show me. I think you're wildly overestimating how many people genuinely care about politics. Well, politics rates pretty well as a story, doesn't mm. it? Indulge yeah. us. Yeah. So, okay, so this is historic. I go anywhere and people I talk to are interested in politics. Particularly at the moment. It's yeah. It's like it's yeah. everyone's. Yeah, but that's because the three of us in this room are all political nerds. And I suspect <laughs> that the majority of the people no. that we talk to are also political nerds. And so we're, we're sort of in our own <laughs> echo chamber. Political nerd vacuum. <laughs> Correct. If you will. Yes, and everyone's going, oh, yes, I but love I the think, politics. I think that's an elitist, elitist view, to be honest. People just simply don't care until it affects them. I don't really have anything further. I was just waiting for you to jump over with another question. <laughs> <laughs> Which I can so gladly yeah. do. You've done a very great job at defending uh, the the industry. But just indulge me for a minute. Do you have a favourite spin moment? So we, we, had a, we had a plan in Parliament where real nerds will remember the infamous Hey Clint moment when um, poor old Gareth Hughes was doing a TV interview with Paddy Gower and he forgot his line and so he said, hey Clint, who was uh, one of the comms people working at the time, what was our line on that? And Paddy did the dirty on him and actually screened that <laughs> on the in. news. Yeah, ruthless, <laughs> ruthless. And so, totally. You and would have done the same. Though, poor, well, yeah. <laughs> so poor Clint has never been allowed to forget that. We had a tactic that if someone was on camera um, and they said something wrong or terrible, then I might be standing right next to the camera and I'd just go, F-, 
very loudly, <laughs> knowing full well that they wouldn't be able to use that take on the news, and so we'd have to stop. Now that is spin. No, it's not. <laughs> Yes. Because what if what if my my swearing was because they said something that was factually inaccurate and we what if would it was hate like... to get the pub the public to get the wrong information? Do you not I, think that spin exists? No, 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 no. I, I I I do, but people have this concept that everything we do is to mislead That's or is fair. to That's obfuscate yeah. or is to to try and keep the truth from coming out. When in actual fact. Journalists, analysts, pundits, we retrospectively apply all yeah. of this meaning that absolutely does not that. exist. There is yeah. no great overarching plan behind anything. It is far more chaos and just reacting yeah. on the fly than some nefarious plan by some yeah. spin doctor sitting in a dark and room. Like totally, English teachers telling yeah. you the meaning of a book when really it's just a nice story. Correct, exactly. Yeah. Tracy, can you think of an iconic or memorable spin moment? Like, it's nowhere near as much fun as David. So I don't know if I should even show it, but it was like... Scott, gatekeeping information, Tracy. Yeah, it's really boring, though. That's my concern. I mean, David's the one who's got the whole F word in his one. Mm. Can you you even... can say F***, it's okay. I... I cleared that at the beginning. I want to talk some spin tactics, a thing called pivoting. And I mm-hmm. feel like this one, yeah, pivoting, mm-hmm. that's when, just for those of you at home who we don't do know, every week shifting away <laughs> from a difficult question or something they don't want <clears throat> to answer. A politician does that. The pivot is locked and loaded. If they're asked about X, change it to Y. Is that a real thing? Yeah, I think that's a really yeah. great question, Imogen. And I think what New Zealanders really actually care about is that they get politicians who just do the decent thing by them. That was just a really good example of an excellent pivot, right? So you <laughs> yeah. you you chuck in the, I think that's a really great question. Current one that's in vogue is what I would say, which drives me up the wall. And you create that verbal break between the question being asked and you actually getting to your answer. And maybe I can concede this might be a little bit spinny. And then that what that means... <gasps> Did we get that on <laughs> tape? Is that by the time you come to give your Spin answer, but by the time you come to give your answer, you've actually satisfied the person who's asked you the question and the listeners that you have answered the question, just because you've created this mental break between question being asked and answer. And it's a real flaw of of humanity that we actually fall for it every time. Every journalists yeah. fall for it, human beings fall for it every time. We get satisfied the question's been answered and we've been bullshit. Yeah. You go back through your notes and you discover they didn't answer that question. Do you? Brief someone going into a press conference, going into an interview, <laughs> if they ask about X, pivot. Yep. Yes, they do. Yep. 100%. Yep. But that's not spin. Is it spin? Well, it depends. <laughs> like, it depends what the rationale is for doing it, right? Like, again, old reference, Helen Clark and the Corngate thing. She got called on to do um, Campbell Live and wasn't mm. actually told that it was going to be about GMO Corner. And so she got surprised by a line of questioning and she didn't react well no one covered themselves in glory in that particular bad issue. pivot yeah but if mm. you if, if you put a minister up and to talk about x y or z and then suddenly this question line comes out of nowhere that they haven't been told about is going to be asked then yeah absolutely pivot the hell away from that that's dumb like to me that's that's bad comms advice because you're not going to escape a line of questioning and so you might as well confront it head on and try and nip it in the bud they might tell them this is what you say. Mm. Yeah. Here's your line. Yeah. And stick to that line. Yeah. That's not a pivot, but that's just telling them how to deal with the question and here's what you have to say. Yeah. And is there a problem with that? Yeah, because the minister's the person in charge, not the spin doctor. But again, they're the person who should know and should be briefed and should be across it enough to be able to answer that question. Tracy, who do you think is the best at spin in New Zealand? David mm. Cormack. <laughs> 
I can't. I can't. Is this? Is this? Are you, sp- are you just spinning this the episode? Whole thing, aren't you? It's just yeah. a lie. It's just, do you think this is just touting? Why can't you say? There's been some very good spin doctors on both sides of politics in New Zealand. I think um, if you look at say on uh, Andrew Campbell, I think has been exceptionally good. I think Mike Munro was great as um, Helen Clark's chief press secretary. I think. If you look at uh, national, there were some great people there, like Sia Aston and Julie Ash. You know, it's, and and the reason why I'm saying that these people were good is because they understood that relationship between the media and uh, spin doctors, um, and knew that it was a two-way exchange of information. A good spin doctor knows the media needs information from you; they need access. I'll tell you who I think has been the best press secretary that I've ever seen. Rachel Morton from ACT. Oh, yeah. She uh, was fantastic. Mortz would get um, ACT's position out on just about anything within about five seconds. And so mm. ACT would always be getting into the story just because Easy, she seemed accessible. to work 24-7 yeah. and turn things around in about yeah. five minutes. And she was unbelievably good at getting ACT's position into a story. And obviously we're in an election year. What do you, from a com, what would you be, from a comms perspective, be drilling into your team, the politicians, what would be front of mind? Be authentic. So in the lead up to the 2020 election, there was the Green School scandal. Mm. And I have argued, even to James Shaw, that I think this was a net benefit to the Greens overall because it got the Greens more media attention than they've ever had in their lives. Um, and James stood up and gave a very human... No, I think Materia and, and, was more attention than they... Okay, well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but James stood up and gave a very human and very authentic apology. And him and Marama then said, we're really concerned that this is going to drive us under, under the 5%. And that sort of raw honesty and actual humanity and emotion was then really well received and, and, mm. and they actually went up in the polls as a consequence of that and so just be a human being don't don't be a robot don't be mm. inauthentic some people are just naturally boring and that's unfortunate they should never be leaders just be real and talk like a human being that's the big secret for politicians is everyone can spot authenticity and they can spot inauthenticity they can see it when, when a politician's just not being themselves. Thank you so much, both of you, for your time. Uh, that was enlightening. Spinning, in fact. I'll be spinning my way out of here. Ah, f***. <laughs> I got through the whole thing without using that F word. Coward. Yeah. Good luck chopping that up. Do you have to edit all that yeah. now? Well done, oh, yes. my God, you poor thing. Thanks for listening. That's Newsball for today. I'm Imogen Wells. And I'm Emil Donovan. If you enjoyed this episode, and I'm sure you did, uh, please follow us on your favourite podcast player. Leave us a rating and a review. It helps other listeners to discover the show, and it stops us from having to hire spin doctors to boost our ratings. Exactly. Even better, if you know someone who'd enjoy this podcast, spin it to them. Go on. Give it a whirl. Give it a go. Share it with them. Spread the Newsball world. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday morning for another episode. Newsable. News that's worth talking about. If you liked it and reckon it's also worth supporting, please make a contribution at stuff.co.nz support. If you don't have time to read the in-depth stories or you just prefer to listen instead, The Long Read From Stuff is the podcast for you. Each week we showcase one of our excellent pieces of journalism, telling important or entertaining stories from the world of crime, sport, history, culture and more. 
you also get to hear from the journalists themselves about how they uncovered the story and how it came to life. So, for your weekly dose of long-form journalism, beautifully read, subscribe to The Long Read From Stuff wherever you get your podcasts.